Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Sarangay 
We back to rotating that symptometry around twice a month, y'all. That's what's up. Get up on your feet. Yes, Ford, and here it is, giving you more of what you came looking for. This is Symptometry Night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 o'clock on the left coast, and we appreciate all the live listeners who are on the air right now showing up, Johnny on the spot on time, even getting in a little early tonight to go into this epic episode. This is the E squared episode. I need y'all to uh, go to out the go out to uh, Instagram or go out to Twitter and just hashtag Symptometry E squared or just hashtag Symptometry on the air. Symptometry Live. I need them hashtags out there on Instagram and on uh, Twitter right now and on Facebook. Just letting people know that you are all about getting the best health care that you've never heard of. I want to thank each and every one of you, like I said, the live listeners, as well as the people who are listening to the download all over the world. Thank you, China. Thank you, Russia. Thank you, South America, which is Brazil, Peru, Nicaragua, Mexico, all over the United States, California, uh, SWATS, <laughs> Baltimore, Maryland, New York, New Jersey, Maine, Toronto, Canada, Big shouts out to Anchorage, Alaska, of course, Atlanta, Chicago, Texas, all part far and wide, the Midwest. Uh, big shouts out to Memphis, Tennessee, Nashville, or Cashville, Orlando, Florida, Miami, Florida Keys, Cuba, everywhere, Africa, Mozambique, Nicaragua. I said Nicaragua, didn't I? <laughs> We're just making our rounds, man. Just big shouts out to everybody. If I left anybody out, it was definitely a, a fault on my part, not a diss, nothing like that. We'll never do that here at Coach K Radio. But thank you so much for tuning in and zooming in to us tonight, tonight as we get ready to add some more champagne to your campaign. Tonight's show is, as always, is being brought to you by who? Relaxationisthekey.com. Just take a nice, deep inhale, nice, long exhale out the mouth, nice and slow. That whole concept of inhaling slow is so overlooked. Just take a nice, long, slow inhale. Letting the stomach expand and exhale out the mouth. If for some reason you just need to hear that throughout the day, it's on my voicemail. And you can call me and just listen to it, 336-587-1215, 336-587-1215. Call me and listen to the voicemail and give me some feedback on what you think, you know, how you felt after you listened to it. I've got totally just great response over the last two years that I've had that voicemail up. And I mean, everybody, wrong numbers, bill collectors, Jehovah Witnesses, anybody who's calling and goes to that voicemail is like, oh, wow, thank you. So I got a built-in nurturing. I got the built-in nurturing system, so please tune in and zoom in. Thanks, everyone, who has been calling to schedule their appointment with Coach Kair for their emotional freedom technique that they find out about over at relaxationisthekey.com calling to get their astrological and cosmophysics reading. Big shouts out to everyone who called me today who took time out to say, yo, I need some help. You know, I don't want to lean on my own understanding anymore. Coach Kyrie, how can you help me? Big shout out to uh, CoachKyrie.com. That's the site where you can definitely also 
link with me. Go to Coach Kair, K-H-A-Y-R.com, and click on the button that says leave a note for Coach, all right? Uh, you also will notice that when you go over to relaxationisthekey.com, you will see a new flyer. That's right. Coach Kair is going to be taking his act back on the road again this weekend. I'm going to be in New York and Brooklyn on Sunday, Father's Day. All you fathers are invited to come out and spend a little time in a Q&A intensive workshop, not a lecture, but a workshop, all right? We're going to be in the shop. We're going to be working. It's going to be in a bookstore. It's very comfortable. Uh, Hotep and I were up there with Hustle University a few months ago, and we were just strictly on the learn and earn, just strictly about the hustle, the grind, the money, you know, the solutions, uh, how you can be a part of the team. Well, now Coach Kair is coming up by himself, and the name of the tour is called What's the Science? What is the science? Everybody wants to know what's the science. Even tonight people are going to be saying, what's the science? What's the science? And we're going to be talking about what's the science of enzymes, what's the science of symptometry in itself, what's the science of teeth, what's the science of uh, thumb sucking. We're going to be going into all of these sciences tonight here on the air. But if you come and check me out on Father's Day at Nicholas Bookstore, 570 Fulton Street, in Brooklyn, New York, right around the corner from the Barclays Center. I'm going to be covering four topics that are very near and dear to my heart. We're going to be talking about emotional freedom. How do we release the baggage from the hurt and the pain? That's going to be a lot of nurturing. I'm going to be bringing a lot of symptometry information in on that particular subject. Secondly, we're going to be talking about what? Money. We're going to be talking about how to use your astrological chart and identify with the positions of Venus and Jupiter to where is your money at right now? What's your best hustle right now? What's your next move? What is is your next move going to be your best move? And what are you calculating it by? Well, I'm going to give you what the big boys use. When I say big, I mean billionaires. The being big is for billionaires. We're going to show, I'm going to show you in less than 10 minutes how you can identify where your Venus is at in your chart and where's your Jupiter? Where's your money? And where is it at in your natal chart? And where is it at right now? How do these planets affect you financially? Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to be taking all kinds of questions about what is your brand? What's your swagger? How can I make money doing this? I'm stuck right now, but I need answers. And then the next one is going to be relationships. We're going to talk about uh, not just picking the right partner, but identifying what your partner is bringing to the table and what to do next, what to do now. Also, we're going to be bringing those birthdays on that. I'm going to give you an astrological look scientifically of what your partner or what your potential partner or your mate for 30 years brings to the table. Those of you who bring your husbands, I'll be able to point out the perfect Father's Day gift for him. Perfect, 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 perfect. So please tune in to zoom into that. And the last one is going to be building an altar, A-L-T-A-R, how to build an altar. You know, how do we have reverence for our spiritual realm? There are many fronts that we must uh, become aware of and my job is to bring it from high level down to eye level, 
All right? That's what we're going to be doing. I'm going to be bringing it down from high level down to eye level, where when you leave, you're going to be able to know and show. You're going to be able to know, show, and grow, as a matter of fact. So tickets are only $20 at the door. If you go to Coach Kair, I mean, if you go to relaxationisthekey.com, you can get advanced tickets for $15. And guess what? If you print out the flyer, if you're following me on Instagram, or if you're on Facebook, or if you just walk in the door and hold your phone up and we can see the flyer, we're going to give you $5 off. So if you get an advanced ticket, if you go to Nicholas Bookstore tomorrow in New York and you pull your phone out and say, hey, here's the flyer, you get a ticket for $10. That's right. And I'm, I trust me, I'm going to be giving out at least five or $6,000 worth of wisdom and knowledge and information that I've get, been gathering for the last 22 years. So I really um, am encouraged. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. I got a lot of things I want to be sharing um, that day. So please come out and let's tune in to Zoom in and let's get this party started right. Come on. Because for me, I'm going to be representing for my father on that day. My father never saw me teach a class. So for me... This is a dream come true. I'm going to be very excited about some of the things that I'm going to be um, letting out that I've really never talked about in public. I'm going to have a special chair right beside me dedicated to my father and fathers all around the world because we as men, we have to learn to stand up and show the world that we are ready to take our, take our place as fathers in our household and leading our uh, families back into upright and fearless positions. Well, I think y'all heard enough from me. I want y'all to get ready to put y'all hands together. You know I can't do this show by myself. Each and every Tuesday that I come on, I got my ace, Boom Coom. I got my mentor. I got my big brother. I got the doctor. I got the director of the American School of Symptometry. He's uh, he's just oh, he just he, he's a polymath. Go look up polymath and see how you see Imhotep and Paul Roberson and uh, and and Abraham and you just see all these and Leonardo da Vinci. I want y'all to go ahead and get on y'all feet and put y'all hands together for my main man, Charlie Abbott. It's awesome, baby. Dr. Abbott, welcome to the Coach Kair show tonight, Sometimeetry Night. Thank you so much for joining in. How can uh how you feeling today? I feel great, Coach. Good to join you once again. Things like just yesterday that we were talking just a, about this you know, similar things. And I'm really uh grateful that to have this show and be able to talk about centometry and the things that centometry offers. And, you know, the thing is, you know, we're talking about, I see that the show is in regards to talking about enzymes tonight and how important it is for people to know how to build enzymes, how to live with the enzyme surplus. And centometry is the first healing science to actually teach this method. So I really feel fortunate and to be able to be on this, this show and actually talk about this tonight with, with uh, Dr. Marty and Dr. Wynick. Absolutely, absolutely. We are definitely going to be, um, it's going to be some 
massive uh, information being given tonight. Um, also, as I um, I wanted to, I, I put in the I put in the in the chat um, well in the in the show description optometry we've done so many shows concerning uh healing on different different areas we've done almost 50 shows now we're approaching 50 shows and we got to do a refresher cuz sometimes I'm seeing I'm noticing that people are asking some of the same questions uh some of them are you know, just they missed a couple of classes, and so I know some of the refreshers are often needed and essential. So tonight we're going to do some refreshers, um, but definitely we're going to get into the enzymes because I think that's one of the major components of cell nourishment and root cause therapeutics, right up there with nurturing, wouldn't you say? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, at this point I'm sure – the majority of the listening audience has the downside of nutrition, part one, the untruths about the foods that we love. And, you know, that's really, really important because it covers a vast amount of information, and it really goes into details about the foods that we've been taught to eat that are traditional in our culture. And it also talks about talks about the good things that it offers, but it also, in detail, gives examples of the things that cause us illness, which we call which we call health disruptors. And the downside of nutrition is a must-read, along with the other books, but it is a must-read for someone who's, for the first time, listening to the show, or perhaps they've listened a few times to actually read it because it offers the information that no other health books talk about or mention in their in their writings. Absolutely. If anyone's interested in obtaining the downside of nutrition, and we want to appreciate everyone who's already patronized symptometrybooks.com to get a copy of the downside of nutrition. And also I would I would suggest that you go ahead and get what to consume as well because that's Absolutely. one of the questions that someone had posed on Facebook uh earlier today was if we had ten if we had ten foods to eat, what would we recommend? Now this is from a new friend of mine that's uh just started following me. I met him this weekend at the Living Alliance Conference uh, down here in Atlanta, Georgia. And so I did hit him back and say, hey, there's more than 10, brother. We got the 45 safest consumable foods for humans, uh, but we're still gonna, we are still going to cover that particular question tonight. So um, I definitely am glad that he gave that question. I'm also glad that we do have a website up with all of the podcasts. If you've ever missed a Symptometry show, all of them are right over at SymptometryBooks.com. SymptometryBooks.com. Last week oh, was an amazing show, uh, Curing versus Symptom Relocation. 
We had uh, we had over a thousand downloads. We appreciate everyone who came in and said, "Hey, I need this information. Uh, am I really cured, or is the symptom just moved over?" So I would definitely prescribe anybody um, who missed the show last week to go over to Symptometry Books and just click on the last show. Symptometry 101 is symptom relocation really curing. I think maybe that's what we should be naming a few series. Look back in Symptometry 101. This is the refresher and enzyme basics show. So I definitely am very appreciative of that. And I'm even going to start off with a basic question for you tonight, uh, Dr. Uh, Abbott, as we wait on Dr. Nardi and Dr. Uh, Weinick to press one as soon as they get on the line. Um, can you tell us, um, for our new listeners, they were like, well, Coach, we heard about you, but who's this guy that's on here with you? You're calling him Dr. Abbott, you know. Who is who is he? So could you please just briefly give a little bit about your background in the healing arts, um, your own, maybe even your, if you want to put in your background as far as college or anything like that, and the different modalities that you are experienced in and how long, and then what led you, what led you to symptometry? Because I know you used to love to eat them, eat them, um, eat a lot of raw foods and things like that. And, uh, you know, give us a little bit about your background and even your journey to being a vegetarian. Absolutely. Thank you, Coach. And as me, like everyone else, this is a, a journey that started some years ago for me as, as a little child where, you know, I always looked at things just differently, it seemed like, from from the average child. So as I went along, you know, I always wanted to find out how things work, why, why, why. I asked a lot of whys. And as I went along and, and, and grew up, I you know, was in athletics and, and liked, liked to run and work out and do physical things. But even as a uh, youngster, I always had issues with my back or my knee, and that would put a halt in my game from time to time. And it was just when I was about to graduate from college, and I was in a in a, in an interview um, with a uh, large corporation. I my, I got so dizzy, my head was spinning, and the interviewer was asking me questions, and, and I pretty much barely, you know, finished the interview. But at that point, after finishing that interview, I pretty much knew that something was not right, you know, outside of me just going to the physician because I had never really had any kind of dizziness before. And I was introduced to some healing techniques some of you have probably heard of it, iridology, things of that nature. So that was my first introduction into healing. And as the more I got into that, of course, I started to read books and was introduced to people. And, you know, at that time, back in the uh, back in their late 80s, early 90s, you know, people were talking about vegetarianism and things of that nature. That was the the new paradigm that was moving forward. So I found comfort in that, nonetheless, and started to practice Tai Chi and, and martial arts. And that was my 
movement into the healing arena, along with studying the Tao, the I Ching, a lot of the what we call the um, ancient text and and things of that nature. However, as I went along, I, my interest grew even further, so I, I ended up out in New Mexico at the International Institute of Chinese Medicine, which was a uh, four-year program um, out in Santa Fe, and I, was, I accelerated through that program and became a doctor of Chinese medicine, doctor of acupuncture, and received a medical degree in Asian medicine. So up until that point, I started to practice and moved to North Carolina, started practicing acupuncture. Um, it was uh, just about three years ago, and again, I was still having issues with my muscle skeletal system. And about three years ago, I had debilitating, I mean, really, really chronic sciatica and low back pain. And I used acupuncture, chiropractic, you name it. I did all the so-called alternative methods, and I even used the diagnostics from the Western medicine field. However, none of those things seemed to help me, and I was just in constant pain. I even read Dr. John Sarno's book, you know, Heal Your Back Pain, books that he had written about that. But I still just suffered with back pain, and it was about three years ago that I was talking to Dr. Um, Klein, well, actually, Kleiner Henson, the developer of the H1206, and he mentioned to me about Dr. Nardi, who Dr. Nardi was, and I called up Dr. Nardi, and he told me that um, my cells were congested and in my thighs and in my back, and he sent me the particulates, and when I proceeded to take them, and he also told me the proper foods to consume and the foods to stay away from, such as nuts and corn and string beans and all the sodas and things of that nature, even though I wasn't a a soda drinker occasionally I still would get citric acid just from the juices that we get from Whole Foods, Earth Fair, things that those different types of stores. They, many of those things on the shelves contain these these citric acids. I was just in there today and the only thing I could really get outside of, I couldn't really buy anything outside of water in the uh in the store. Because all of the juices that they have, have are full of citric acid, so I know that that's a, uh, a downfall for me. So I did not want to engage that. I know it could cause a health disruption. So at that point, going back to how I met Dr. Nardi, it was I called it back in the old days when it was a lot easier to catch up with him. And I actually called him at three o'clock in the morning and. He answered the phone, and so at that point I said, well, that's the uh, teacher for me. And I started taking the particulates, and within a week, my leg was, my sciatic pain was gone, and I was able to go whitewater rafting, something I had been wanting to do, but I was restricted 
in my movements because I just had constant pain. And I was at 90%, and I could see myself getting better. And so that's when I said, all right, I, I wanted to learn this, and I wanted to study this, and that's when I enrolled into the American School of Symptometry. At that time, it was the American College of Symptometry. So that's pretty much how I ended up in symptometry. And, again, it is more and more to learn about symptometry, and it, and it offers the scientific evidence. That's what I really, really appreciate about symptometry is the scientific evidence that is there and how each and every one of us has the opportunity to experience greater health just by eating and living scientifically. So thank you. Now, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and throw you right on the spot off the gate. Um, A lot of people think that somebody, when I'm telling people about symptometry, they say, oh, well, you know, when are they going to get my herbs out to me? You know, they hear symptometry and they look at me and they say, well, you got long hair, so you must, it's, it's, it's like it's a battle of the herbalist. Sure. He must be the new herbalist. Everybody's got herbs, so symptometry, he must be an herbalist. So um, I know I'm going to just place my order like I might with some of these other places on the Internet, and uh, he's going to get my order right out to me because he's just going to go and see and diagnose me, and here goes the herbs. And I remember one day you gave me a ride, um, and I was in Greensboro right before you started studying symptometry, and we got out the car, and you said, man, you got a buffet out here in the yard. And you just like saying, hey, man, you can just eat this raw right out of the ground. Um, Can you talk about uh, (laughs) this maybe cover some of – I know Dr. Nardi's listening too. Yeah, he just – he was like, oh, we got this over here. We got this over here. Hey, man, you can just just eat this right here. Try this. I was like, really? Because I knew that you could eat some things raw at that time, or at least I was under that impression, but I didn't know what to touch. So I was like, I don't know – if I'm going, if this is a um, um, top of a cat or a piece of um, or a piece of poison ivory, so I was like, I'll just wait. And so, what do you have to say about people who think that symptometry is just about herbs? You know, well, when y'all gonna send me my herbs? Because we know we don't get right. herbs. But what do you have to right. say about herbs, herbs and healing? <laughs> well, of course, coach. You know, I would naturally certified in acupuncture and Chinese Chinese herbal medicine. So I've studied herbs for many, many years. But, again, I have to express those herbs did not help heal the chronic back and sciatic pain that I had. So I was only really regurgitating things that I was taught and some things that were useful. You know, there there were some things that were useful, but the thing is is that if you ask any of these people who think that herbs are the answer or that symptometry uses herbs, we are talking about science here. Herbs are based upon tradition and folklore and people trying them out and they working for a specific thing. But again, when you look at the science, there is no no way in which they can break down what is in the herbs to find out if there is something 
good and if there is something good in it, what is not so good? What could cause problems later on? So even though an herb can be useful, it also has a downside to it. And even if it is good and useful, you at least want to know why and what is it that makes it useful. That way we can isolate it and use it and then discard the rest of it. And this is what symptometry is about. So we're, we're, we just don't take, you know, take your call, listen to your call, and then say, okay, we'll give you this problem. We'll give you this, this herb for, um, for your thyroid or for your digestive system. It is actually a process that is that we have to go through to actually see what that person needs specifically. And these particulates are aimed to break up the blockages on the cellular level. The herbs molecules are actually too large to break up specific calcification specific stones, certain stones, leafy acids, wax, things of that nature. They just are too large, just the same as a pharmaceutical drug. They cannot penetrate at the subatomic level to actually break up the hindrance that's causing the chronic pain or the chronic digestive problems. These are the, these are the things that, that are different. This is what we how we're different in symptometry than an herbalist. And if if someone is looking for for that, then we can take our science and see exactly if they can defend what they're speaking of from a scientific level or if it's just something that they that has been passed down from one generation to to another. I didn't. This, I guess, this is the time when I bring out when I bring out my new sound effects. I don't know if you're ready for this one right here. <laughs> and the hits just keep on coming. That's right. That's what we do over here. We shoot it off from about three miles out. One of them laser scope bombs, and then it just mushrooms up. So. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, yeah, yeah, the artillery, man. You know, we got that rocket fuel over here. Not kerosene, not JP-4. We got that real rocket fuel that'll go ahead and take you out of space, get you out there to Neptune. Um, another one of the uh, questions, Dr. Abbott, is about particulates. You know, in symptometry, um, I know from my personal experience, which to me is one of the most valuable things. Yeah let, yeah, let me talk about that first before I get to particulates. This weekend, Dr. Nardi's over there laughing when I ask this question. Watch this. I said, this weekend I was talking to someone and was talking about root cause therapeutics, and I was giving them the science and giving them the facts, and they said, oh, well, you know, I'm my own scientist, on my own body, and I have to, you know, I have to do the work and, and, and see for myself. I said, yeah, but science is science. I said, water is water. What, I mean, how are you going to break that down? Because this is a, a vegetarian I was talking to who, uh, you know, makes and sells foods and things like that. 
but he was still eating corn chips with his salsa dip. He was still eating <laughs> corn chips with the salsa dip. You know, and he had the black corn. He had, he, he, he had the black corn chips, the, 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 the deep mm. ground. And I said, um, you know, it takes 111,000 enzymes to, 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 to break that down. How, how are you still serving that to people when you know, you know, what it takes? And he says, well, you know, I'm my own scientist, you know, and I can change, I can change the frequency. You know, it's, then he went all off into, well, you know, people, they, um, I know, it's people on the planet that are just surviving off of, off of sunlight. I said, they're not eating corn. Just cause, that's right, they're not eating corn, you know, but I'm talking about you. So what is it and um, about when people say, uh, I'm my own scientist, but they ignore scientific data, scientific data, hard facts, and they ignore it because they still want to experiment, so they say. What are, you, uh, what are your comments on that, Dr. Abbott? Coach, you know, for me, you know, I've seen both sides. I've been on that side before, and it's really ignorance and also a ego wrapped up in spirituality as to say, okay, well, these vegetables make me more spiritual than someone who eats meat or something like that. So it's all it's there's some type of false sense of 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 knowing that they have or or where they feel like they have an advantage over someone because they are vegetarian and that they feel that they have this spiritual connection that says, Okay, I'm my own scientist. I can use this this information because someone else this idea of what health is. You know, we've been given this idea of of health and and people get introduced to all different types of concepts, but they don't have any science. And here's a person who is eating corn, obviously you understand that there's, there's so many things going on with that. I mean, when you talk about 111,000 enzymes, wow, that's, that's several days just in itself from five corn chips. But if he's unaware of that, then he will just keep going on. But we know that he's not producing the proper brain essentials just to have that type of conversation with you. Mm. And that's and and that's the thing that you, you learn in symptometry. A person has to produce the proper brain essentials. They have to know how to consume things scientifically because there's extremes on both ends. You have people who think it's just all about, okay, intuition, everything is gut feeling, intuition, and then there's the other side where it's just strictly science where they don't connect the spirit with the intuition, whereas in symptometry we bring it all together because you have to have science, but you also have to have your intuition. And oftentimes, the, I call them the granola crowd and the raw food crowd and all the other different crowds that look at science and look at some of these other you know other other parts of scientists as as the as the evil empire don't have a real understanding of the necessity that it takes for us to live on this planet 
And the thing that we speak of in symptometry is developing an enzyme surplus so that your body can produce the proper body and brain's essentials so you can make sense. Because some, some of these people that speak that way, they are not making sense. And no matter how much logic you use, how many examples you give, they're going to just turn around and keep doing what they're doing, man. So it, they have to learn, just like I had to learn. And I'm thankful now that I'm on the right track and even on the right track. In symptometry, as Dr. Nari always said, we have enough projects to last for the next 10,000 years. Mm. So when you talk when you're talking to someone who is underinformed or ignorant, you can give them the information, and I learn this every day. But then they just have to walk the walk, and perhaps he will come back to you and find out actually what's the best way for him to consume corn instead of making his his statement to say that he lets his you know he figures that his science is his way out scientifically on his own. And the hits just keep on coming. Once again, we are here, right here, Sometimetry Night, Tuesday nights, ladies and gentlemen. You got a question, you need to call in and press 1, 347-205-9089. 347-205-9089. Dr. Nardi, I want you to go ahead and get ready to press. I want you to go ahead and press 1. I'm going to get the ball started right here with Dr. Abbott first though, on this question. We're going to move right into one of my favorite subjects, and that is these enzymes. I'm always telling people, man, you better – I tell them two things. How many pineapples are you eating per day? And the green, the green pepper, the green bell pepper is the new apple. That's like, that's my mantra. People come to my house, I say, what do you want me to bring you? Bring me some pineapples. You know, bring me some pineapples on the back of green peppers. And you, and you can come in and stay as long as you want. I'm a cheap date. That's what I call myself. But I'm really stocking up on these enzymes. So can you give us a little background or um, as, give me the science. Because people are always talking about what's your opinion or what do you feel or what do you think. Dr. Abbott, I want to tell you something. I ain't interested in what you think. I want to know the science, Dr. Abbott. I ain't interested in your opinion. I want to know what is the science behind enzymes. Can you please give us a breakdown of what enzymes are, what enzymes do in the body? What about if we have a 14-year-old listening to the show tonight or a 12-year-old? I want you to explain enzymes so this so this child, this teenager can say, Mommy, Daddy, I know what enzymes are. Be quiet, sit down, and listen, let me tell you something. Please break mm-hmm. down this enzyme mystery for me and give me the basics. So, Coach, you understand that everything in our universe, in our world, is about action and reaction. It's, I mean, it's the basics of life. Enzymes are proteins, and they are catalysts to for specific biochemical reactions in our body. And there are many, many 
types of enzymes, but they're there to create action. They're energy activators, okay? And these proteins are compounds of amino acids that are joined together. So these are molecules that are joined together, okay, molecules, elements. These are things that are joined together or jammed together in which a reaction is happening. So this is how things, how we form specific compounds, all right? And these are structural groups of, of what we call amino acids. So enzymes are there to do specific jobs, okay? We need collagen to repair the skin. You know, we, we need enzymes for our digestive system. We need, you know, we need enzymes to help keep us healthy. When we speak of having a healthy immune system, it's a direct, it's in direct proportion to being in an enzyme surplus. And so when we're in an enzyme surplus, we we have the enzymes to actually take care of different bacteria and viruses that invade our skin, invade our mouth, because this this is where the, you know these 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 invasions happen and how we end up with different types of illnesses and things of that nature so enzymes have a job and they have specific jobs some are used to break down fats and oils some of them are used to protect us so enzymes are necessary and we have to constantly produce enzymes because they have to they only last perhaps two seconds. They have a short lifespan unless they're recycled, unless you're in an enzyme surplus. So there's certain things that we have to be aware of that kill enzymes, like nicotine and formaldehyde and things like that. So therefore Symptometry has taught us that there are specific foods that have things that destroy enzymes. So we have to be aware of them and consume the foods that don't destroy the enzymes as quickly as the ones that do. Got to get that science, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're talking real science. I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna just pass the ball around like a, like the uh, San Antonio Spurs and the Miami Heat, and continue this conversation and bring in the founder of Symptometry right now. I want y'all to get ready because this is a dream come true. Put your hands together for my big brother, Doctor Narty. And the hits just keep on coming. Welcome to the show, Dr. Nardi. Welcome, welcome. How are you feeling tonight? Oh, fine, sir. Welcome. Um, thank you very much for welcoming me, and uh, thank you very much, Dr. Albert, and thank you to thank you. the great audience that you have. Thank you. Absolutely. Dr. Nardi, the ball's on your court now. You've been listening, and we we here talking about enzymes, and we want to know... <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dr. Abbott, uh, Dr. Abbott broke it open for us, but we want you to get ready to dunk it about 
Uh, he said the enzymes don't last that long. And one of the questions I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it directly from the uh, from the feed. This young sister said, "Oh, memento." Wait a minute, I'm gonna pull it right up. She said um, she was talking about why does she need so many enzymes and where are they going? You know, where are these where are these enzymes going? Hold on, let me. She said. Uh, I mean like the anatomy and physiology of these enzymes, building them and what to eat to build them. Why your buildup of positive enzymes are reset the next day. Where do they go? Why do your right. buildup of positive enzymes are reset the next day? Where are these enzymes going, Dr. Nardi? Are they just checking out? Are they leaving by osmosis? Do you lose them through sweat <laughs> or oxygen or carbon monoxide? We want the answers. Give us the science. Don't tell me what you think, Dr. Nardi. I want to know the science. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And you see, before before I was born and before many generations were born, there were some scientists who had painstakingly um, studied how the human body works, how proteins are produced, and on and on and on. And they discovered one particular enzyme that a pregnant woman must produce. If the pregnant woman does not produce this enzyme, the trophoblast will not form. The trophoblast is the group of highly specialized cells that produce the human body segment by segment for 36 to 37 weeks before it disappears. And then for the 38th week to the 39th week, the baby is born. So if you don't produce this enzyme, either you have a miscarriage Either you have a stillborn baby or you will not be able to be pregnant at all. This enzyme is called proteolactic enzyme. God, when he created man, when he created us, it only gave us one third of what we are supposed to have. We are supposed to produce the remaining two thirds. And if we don't have the knowledge and the science to help us to produce the remaining two-thirds, well, that is your problem. That is not God's problem. We are supposed to learn how to produce two-thirds. And the pillar of these two-thirds are the proteolactic enzymes. That is the foundation of all enzymes. And a pregnant woman must learn how to produce proteolactic enzymes for 36 weeks. Why the enzyme? First of all, why the enzyme? We are made of energy. And don't forget, the beginning of the beginning is darkness. And in darkness, atoms were jiggling very slowly. It is light that sped it up. So sunlight became the hormone, the natural growth hormone 
and the natural producer of natural enzymes. So this was how everything started. So proteins are produced, but very, very slowly. Very, very slowly. And in the human body, everything must move at the speed of light. Everything must move at the speed of light. Therefore, you will need specialized proteins to speed up the production of every body essential and brain essential. And this is why we have enzymes. These enzymes, as Dr. Abbott pointed out, most of them are short-lived. Some of them, within two seconds, they are gone. Others, maximum five minutes. So if you don't continue to produce them before you eat, you will not be able to digest fat. You will not be able to digest protein. You will not be able to digest gluten. This is why we have the pregnancy management program in order to help pregnant women to produce the proteolytic enzymes and all the other enzymes for 36 to 37 weeks nonstop so that we don't have, so that she does not give birth to a child who is lactose intolerant. Because the child has to, has to suck the mother's breast. If the child is not producing lactase, there will be a problem. She will have diarrhea after sucking the mother's breast. She will have constipation, colic, severe abdominal pain, because the child is not producing the right enzymes. So instead of just blaming our parents for the mistakes they made, symptometry is here to correct the mistakes of our parents so that we stop bringing children into this world who are lactose intolerant, who cannot digest fat, they cannot digest fish, they cannot digest uh, uh, poultry, they cannot digest meat, they cannot even digest vegetables. I have many, many children, two years old, who are sick because they, can, they, they have to cook something different. They cannot digest collard green. They cannot digest turnip green. They cannot digest mustard green. So what, should it do? what will a child eat? Oh, uh, uh, he, the, only, the only food he likes is, is eggs. And then look at the child. The child is so tiny. You see the bone, the ribs sticking out because the child is under, under malnourished. And that is the only food the child can tolerate. We are not here to blame our parents for making these mistakes. We are here to correct these mistakes. So tell the, 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 the nice lady who wanted to know more about enzymes that we are here, uh, the enzymes, uh, we are supposed to produce enzymes, and if you don't know how to produce enzymes and keep producing an enzyme surplus on a daily basis, many of the mechanisms in the human body will grind to a halt, and you will be the loser. Thank you. And the hits just keep on coming. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to turn people from losers to winners. Because when you're talking about optimal health and health care, some of the simplest mistakes that we make, Dr. Nardi, uh, what is keeping the coroners and the undertakers and the insurance salesmen in business? That is true. That is very, very true. 
That's right. Another um another well, one of the questions. I'm sorry, go ahead, Dr. Abbott. No, I said we want to let them spend more time on the golf course. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, or yeah. or on vacation. Or more time, yeah, or more time in the bedroom. More time in yeah, the bedroom. Something in there with the magnetic qualities with your partner, you know? Because this yeah, affects yeah. it. We mean like tonight, Dr. Nardi, like I said, we 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 will be talking about enzymes. Can, but we also there are also a lot of other questions, but this is a refresher course for symptometry. I want to ask you right now, uh, I know that if people go and get the book, What to Consume, from symptometrybooks.com or symptometry.com, they will see the list of the 45 uh, foods that are safe to consume. But even before I ask you, how do you came up with those um, 45 foods, what was a determining factor for what makes a food safe to consume? What makes a well, food safe and what makes a food dangerous? Because some people, as Dr. Abbott calls them, the granola crowd, they say all meat is dangerous and everything that grows on God's green earth in the Bible, it says, is good for you. So what did you do? And you, you may have to give me a little bit about your background and explain to me the science of chromatography. How do you know, Dr. Nardi? Because some people say you just may be a smart ass and a know-it-all. And Who is he? He just went on the Internet and found something I couldn't find. <laughs> How do you know that this food is safe for you or if it's dangerous for you, Dr. Nardi? Okay. First of all, I am not just an ordinary researcher. I am a therapeutic scientist. What does this mean? It means I cure diseases for a living. <laughs> this is what it means. I cure diseases for a living. I don't treat diseases. I cure diseases for a living. If you come to me with an illness, I will have to find a way to cure this, not to treat it. So I will have to investigate the kind of foods that you eat, the kind of beverages that you consume. What is it in the food? What is in the food that you are consuming that is making it impossible to cure herpes, to cure HIV, to cure AIDS? Since we are discussing foods, the only solution is to go into a food science laboratory and use two different kinds of machines, liquid chromatography and gas chromatography. And these two machines do not know me as a black person. It does not know anybody as a white person, as a Filipino, as an Asian. It knows only what you put in there, and it will deconstruct it and tell you what is inside by percentages. So, People who have HIV who come to me and have not healed, the first thing I ask them is, what did you have for breakfast? What did you have for lunch? What did you have for dinner yesterday? What did you have for breakfast today before you came to me? So I had, I had, um, I had, uh, I drank some coffee. What did you have last night? Oh, um, I drank, I drank some, I had some pineapples and I drank some pineapple juice. I had some, I had some strawberries and all that. Fine. This is what you do. 
you go to the farmer's market. You don't go to the general market where they have sprayed things of all kinds of sulfites. You go to the farmer's market. You buy organic produce. Then you go to the laboratory. You give it to the technician to prepare this for deconstruction. You go into the laboratory now, and this is what you do. You run strawberries. You run pineapples. You run coffee into the machine, through the machine. And then you discover, you discover that it has acid, they have acetic acid. All of them have acetic acid. All right, not citric acid, but acetic acid. A C E T I C acid. You go to the botanical data bank and find out what acetic acid does. Then you discover that this is what bacteria and viruses use to strengthen their cell walls so that no drug will have an effect on them. In other words, they use acetic acid to strengthen and reinforce their cell wall by three, four, five layers. Now, if you know this, and you have HIV or you have herpes, and you are using a drug to treat your condition, I am sorry, you will die. You are going because you are using the wrong product. And you are using a doctor who has never stepped in a food science lab to know what else besides the nutrients do strawberries have, coffee have, mangoes have, and so on and so forth. So this is what a therapeutic scientist does. This is what I mean by a cure diseases for a living. So mm. I, have to, I have to guide you scientifically. If you are coming to me for treatment, please be prepared to make specific dietary changes. If you are ready to make these changes, I will take on the case. If you are not ready, I am sorry. You go your way, I go my way. Because I don't have time. I don't have time to play around. Oh, can we negotiate? I don't negotiate. I don't negotiate. I want you to be healthy so that you will no, so that you no longer be a problem to your wife at home. You stop chasing your children out of the house because the, because the, 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 the house is, is no longer peaceful, because you are sick and everything is getting on your nerves. They want to listen to music. Hey, turn off that thing down there. They cannot live in their own house because you are sick. I am doing my best so that your health is restored, so that you'll be a lovely husband again, so that you'll be a lovely child again, so that you'll be a lovely spouse again. That is what I do. I am changing one family at a time. One family at a time. So if you say what you are doing, well, uh, uh, is just one of those nutritionists, I am sorry. This is 300 times superior to nutrition. We know that 300 times superior to nutrition. 300 times. Because we don't, only, we don't only focus on the nutrients. We focus on the health disruptors. 
and how to help the person navigate this minefield called planet Earth. It's not easy. Dr. Nardi, please identify with the definition what is a health disruptor. I'm eating an organic I'm eating an organic apple, an organic orange, and some organic tomatoes. All raw, all organic. And why would these produce health disruptors? Tell me what a health disruptor is and tell me why these three foods I just named and, and, and kale, of course, and brown rice. Tell me how these are creating health disruptors after you tell me what a health disruptor is. First, I coined the term health disruptor, and it is enshrined in the Library of Congress today as the property of symptometry. A health disruptor is a natural or synthetic chemical in a food or beverage that makes it impossible for the cells to bring about healing. That is a health disruptor. A health disruptor is a natural is a natural or synthetic chemical that is found in foods and beverages that make it impossible for the hair for the cells themselves to bring about healing. The focus is the cell. Anything that prevents the cells from stitching proteins in order to heal, from stitching proteins in order to produce enzymes, and thus preventing healing, is called a health disruptor. You will never, never be healthy unless you found out a way to soften the health disruptors, or you found a way to override the health disruptors. So you have to go to the laboratory in order to know what the health disruptors are in, in corn. You have to know the health disruptors in every food item. Now, this is how I came by, uh, this was how I established the 45 foods. You have, to, you have to weigh the pros and cons in as many as 45,000 foods. From the foods that Thai, the, the, the people, people from Thailand eat, people from uh, 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 Philippines eat, people from uh, Nigeria eat, people from Sierra Leone eat, and so on and so forth. Get as many foods as possible. And if you cannot get these foods, if you cannot get these foods here, go to the Department of Agriculture, US, U, USDA, go to them. They can import these foods for you. They can import these foods. And you can pay them if they give if they give if they, 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 they give you a quote, you pay them and they bring in these foods here. And then you can test them. This is how we came by this this how we are able to establish the forty five foods. These forty five foods are not the perfect foods, but these are the foods that have fewer health disruptors compared to all the others. These are the foods that require a smaller amount of enzymes compared to all the others. And how do you get these enzymes count? How do you get these enzymes count? There are so many enzyme companies that produce enzymes. So what you do is you put, you prepare corn, and then you throw in the, the enzyme count before uh, you count the enzymes before you throw them into the into the petri dish. Then, after a day or so, you go back to the enzyme count 
the machine, the, there's a special machine that counts enzymes. Then the enzyme machine, the, the, the enzyme counter will give you the correct and the accurate count of the enzymes that are left. You do your subtraction. You threw in 200,000, and now you have uh, 90 left, or you have 92 left. How many enzymes were this, was this corn able to use before the corn disappeared? That is how you do enzyme count. Everything is scientific. And now people want to beat me over the head because I left their favorite food, I left their favorite beverage, I left this, I left that, that out. No, I am not a people pleaser. I am not a people pleaser. What I found is what I have reported. And you yourself, you know that, yes, when you eat cassava, and I've lost all my family members from my father's side, they are all dead because of eating corn and cassava. You, if, if those of you who have been to Ghana, you know that corn and cassava are the staple foods of this country, all over West Africa. Heart disease, all kinds of heart conditions, you name them, they have them. And I am the only one who is alive and strong today. Why? Because science taught me the right thing, and I stayed away from this, and now they wonder how I survive. I survive because I refuse to make to repeat the mistakes of my parents. They made mistakes. I'm not blaming them because they used the best knowledge they had and the best talents they had at that time. This is now a better time, and we now have to help to lift mankind up with better, strong, and scientific knowledge. Thank you. Uh, what was you, you, you had me about three questions in there. Okay, so for those in the refresher course, they want to know, well, how did you how did you come up with symptometry? You know, where, where, where were you? I know the story, but for those people who we've been doing almost 52 shows since last year, and some people, are, this is their first show listening tonight, where did symptometry come from in the first place? Symptometry, I don't, I don't, I, I never plan to, to name this project symptometry. I never plan to name this field of therapeutic symptometry. Everything that I get comes from inside me. Everything that I get, the directions, the kinds of books to read and all that. First, I'm made to understand, I'm, I'm made to understand that there were people, there were scientists who were ahead of me. Their problem was they, they made their discoveries and then others just swept their discoveries under the rug. Others just... Um, hid their discoveries in monasteries. So they needed somebody to bring all these things out and shine the light on them for the whole, man, to the, for the whole of mankind, for whites, for blacks, for, 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 for those in between, and even for, for, for pets and for animals. Everybody should now benefit from this effort. I was studying homeopathy, and at the British Institute of Homeopathy, and the way I was taught homeopathy did not even help me to cure my own disease. If I had not had the direction from my solar plexus, from the gas planet, 
when I was sleeping, to choose a particular remedy that my professor even did not advise me to choose, I would not have been here today. I started healing because I am a very obedient person. I listened to the first message from the inner. I never challenged anything from the inner. Never. This is where I started to grow spiritually. And after I, after I, got, after I got my diploma from, from, from the school, I went on for the postgraduate uh, course. Then I left and I came to uh, Curtin College, which is now closed. And after studying and studying, covering many, 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 many fields, there was very, very good uh, Dr. Smith who saw me and said, you know, you have some dazzling brilliance, and I think you, 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 better, you find a better place for, for, for your work. So he recommended me to the Jefferson Laboratory. Then from there, I was also recommended to one another, another laboratory in the Midwest, in a food science laboratory. And then I got contact with many, many other food science laboratories throughout the United States. And this enabled me to find out more and more and more, and including the, the use of the Rama laser to deconstruct homeopathic remedies in order to know what exactly they are. After studying all these sciences, I decided to bring all of them together in order to find a way to solve all the health problems of the human race. And I was asked to call this therapeutic science symptometry. After I listened to it, I now decided to deconstruct symptometry to know what it means. Okay, symptometry, hmm. symptom. Okay, now, symptom. Okay, go to the root of the symptom. What is causing the symptom at the cellular level, at the DNA level, at the genetic level? And then if you're able to solve a problem, the problem at these three levels, all diseases are curable, provided the person is prepared to listen to you. That's it. And this was how symptomatic came about. Thank you. Mm, thank you. One thing you said, Dr. Nardi, now, this, now I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. You said I never questioned what messages I got from the inside. Some people like I was talking to Dr. Abbott about at the beginning of the show, would say, well, I'm my own scientist. I'm doing exactly what he's doing. I'm doing the same thing. Even though they, they don't have any educational background, you have a very strong educational background to go with listening to your inner voice. What would you say to those, and, and um, as an example we had earlier today, um, the brother was still eating corn chips, even though he's a vegetarian. He says, "I'm my own scientist. I'm, I'm listening to my inner voice." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I chuckled. I chuckled when when I, <laughs> I chuckled and giggled when I heard that. Yes, you see, uh, when you say you listen to the inner, it requires a certain kind of discipline to do that, and you have to get results first. You have to start from you have to start from um, a paradigm. A single disease is not supposed to be in the human body. That is the starting point. Therefore, if what you are doing, you have you have bullions, you have uh, you, you 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 have calluses, 
you have you have uh, crooked toenails. Uh, you have discolored toenails. Uh, you have dry feet. You have pain in your heels and all that. Right away, you must know that you are not in the right track. Period. Mm. You must get results, verifiable results. When people see you then and now, they will see a big change in you. And if you are not able to produce this for four years, five years, after eating corn, after eating this, and your lips are all dry, and when you open your mouth, you have bad breath, and then the, uh, you, your, skin, your skin is dry, and this and that, I am sorry. You are, I'm sorry. That is not the kind of health we are looking for. Mm. How important... Go ahead, Dr. Abbey, go ahead. Yeah, it is different. Uh, your phone is breaking. We can. Oh, are we? Are we? Are you not coming through? How does this different differ from the herbalists and the other practitioners, the energy healers, and things of that people of that track? To follow, follow those tracks. Yeah, um, it is it, different in the sense that one, you. You, the doctor yourself, you have to be healthy from head to toe. You have to be healthy mentally, emotionally, physically, metabolically, sexually. You have to be healthy from January 1st to December 31st, nonstop, year after year, decade after decade. If you are not able to achieve this objective, then you still have many, many more miles to go. Mm-hmm. Mm. I definitely encourage everyone to please download last week's show concerning symptom relocation. Google symptom relocation and see how you just don't see it anywhere. You don't see anybody talking about symptom relocation on on the Internet. Of course, our show is at the top, but everything else is about physically relocating and the stress it causes from moving. They call it relocation stress syndrome. That's external, but nobody has even addressed the internal composite or the composition of those who are falsely claiming curing because the person says, well, the cyst went away. The cyst isn't there anymore, but now there's another issue. And just this whole science about us staying in America, this is a microwave culture. And when I mean microwave, I don't mean we cook our food by microwave. We want results right now, right now. I don't have time. I want to put some in my mouth and we look past the placebo effect. We don't even know. I mean, we don't even know what we're putting in our mouth. We look at this white jacket. We're not buying the medicine. We're buying the white jacket. We're sitting there looking at the white jacket and the, and the stethoscope and saying, I can trust this person. But then your cells, your body is becoming full of aches and pains. Dr. Nardi, I talked to a young lady yesterday. She was getting an emergency EFT session. 
She said, I got to have an emergency EFT. I'm just been all out of shape. And it was about weight loss. And she had lost the weight and then found it again. She lost 75 pounds, and then all of a sudden she found 77 pounds. And she said the 77 pounds didn't come back by themselves, Dr. Nardi. They brought back some aches and pains all <laughs> over her body. They brought some friends back. And it was just... It was just an amazing experience how her emotions were affected and the nurturing aspect was so noticeably absent and just the reasoning behind the weight gain. You know, people at certain weights, they believe that that makes them more desirable. And I was thinking about what Dr. Abbott said about the brain essentials. Sometimes if you don't have the brain essentials, then your logical or your reasoning component of the mind is off kilter, which leads me to I'm always talking about the seven fronts of health. Can you please, Dr. Nardi, uh, identify what you mean when you say it's, it, it is imperative that humans in living in optimal health must be healthy on all seven fronts? You see, First of all, you mentioned you use the word healer. I would not use the word healer because it's only the cells that heal. Um, the, you, the word healer, I am sorry, is it's, it's not coming from you. I mean, it's all over the internet, and people have been using it because now it's a fancy word. Uh, no, 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 no. Only the cells are the healers. We in symptometry, we are the healing facilitators. That's what we are. We know what the cells want. We know how to give it to them. We know the time that we have to give it to them. We, have to, we know the frequency. We, have, we know the dosage. This is what makes us healing facilitators. So in addition to being doctors, uh, doctoring, doctoring, making changes. Doctoring means making changes. You know, you've doctored this document. You've made changes. It's not the original anymore. You've changed it. You know, when when surgeons when surgeons started when uh, Claudius Gallen started this work and then he was he was he was cutting limbs of these Roman soldiers and all that, uh, he was making changes. That's where doctoring came, came came from. Fine, but that is just um, an aside because I just wanted to make a dif- to, to to strike a difference between what we do in symptometry. By emphasizing SPOMES. SPOMES is, um, is the acronym for uh, sexual health, uh, physical health, uh, health of the organs, mental health, uh, metabolic health, emotional health, and health of the circulatory and lymphatic systems. So you have to be healthy on all these fronts, seven of them. You cannot say that you are healthy. And then you and then you are you, you are bloated after 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 every meal. That's that's not health. You are not healthy. You cannot you cannot say you are healthy when your elbow is itching every five minutes. That's not health. You cannot say you are healthy when you are when you have when you have a red eye when you have a red eye that, that refuses to go away. So you have to be healthy sexually. If you're a woman, you know 
what that entails. If you are a man, you know what that entails. You should not. You don't have to struggle to have an orgasm. You don't have to struggle to, to, to have an erection. You don't have to struggle to be in the right mood for 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 for, for intimacy. That is what sexual health is. And then after intercourse, you don't have to break down like a truck. You have you have to be you you, you have you have to be able to, to to be up and about after thirty minutes. That is what sexual health means. So we have we have we have recreational, then we have ritualistic sex. For either one, either one, you must be very healthy for both of them before and after the action. Physical, you know, joints, your muscles, your fat, your 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 your, your fat cells, are they are they in the right uh, uh, symmetry? Are they in the right shape? This is what you have to do. You don't have to be uh, to, to be mor- morbidly obese. You don't have to be too slim. Just be in the right in, in, in the right size for your heart to work and uh, I mean, to, to function optimally. So that after look at so many people who look at a few people who not so many a few people who who died after the Chicago Marathon. Huh? These were people who were who were given a clean bill of health. After the marathon, the, some of them died before uh, 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 they, they reached the finish line. So physically, you have to be healthy. As far as your organs are concerned, your pancreas, your liver, your adrenal gland, all of them will have to be very healthy. So that when you do a clinical test, all your results will be within the normal range. That's what it means. Mentally, Dr. Abbott stressed it. Last time also, Dr. Wanek also stressed it. You have to produce brain essentials. And if you don't produce the right brain essentials, what will happen? You will produce anti-enzymes. And one anti-enzyme that would destroy most of your brain essentials and cause, and cause all kinds of mental illness or health problems or mental health problems is called um, acetylcholinaris. Acetylcholinaris. That is an anti-enzyme. If you don't produce enough enzymes, you produce the opposite, the anti-enzyme. That will destroy most of your brain essentials. So you have many people who are in mental hospitals, or you see people who are smiling with you, who work with you and all that. By the time you, I mean, a few weeks from now, the person will snap and kill three people. And that was your colleague at work. So brain essentials and the constant production of brain essentials is very important. Now, metabolic health. I just explained that metabolism is very important. And the thyroid gland is responsible for metabolism. How many people have a thyroid problem? Millions have a thyroid problem. Millions have a thyroid problem. When the tests come back, your T3 is off. Your T4 is off. And associated with this is a metabolic problem. You are not able to digest certain foods very well. Sometimes you eat a little bit and you gain weight. Sometimes you can eat a ton of food and still be slim and not being able to gain weight. There is something wrong with your metabolism. Emotionally. Well, the adrenal cortex 
is responsible that the adrenal medulla is is responsible for producing uh, no epinephrine so that you relax so that you relax and then the adrenal cortex is responsible for producing cortisol so that you also relax so that your sugar level is well balanced so that you don't have any inflammations that's the role of cortisol so that you don't have enough stress, so that you don't have stress. No stress at all. I juggle all kinds of responsibilities. I am not stressed. I work six hours, 16 hours a day, day, day after day, week after week, year after year. I am not tired. I am not stressed out because I know how to properly ionize and nourish my adrenal cortex. Why don't you do likewise? That is emotion. Then, as far as blood is concerned and the lymphatic system are concerned, you have to keep removing poison from your blood all the time. The human blood is full of poison. And we produce poisons naturally when our proteins deconstruct. It's called sepsis. And then when bacteria and viruses get into our blood, they found so many growth factors that they don't want to leave. So they also, they, they, also leave, they also leave their toxins in there, and then these toxins make our situations worse again. So your blood must be clean. Your lymphatic system must be clean. This is what is meant by being healthy on all the seven fronts. Now, of all the fields of therapeutics that are there, who has ever taught being healthy on the seven fronts. No one except symptometric. Thank you. This is a dream come true. Lines are wide open, ladies and gentlemen, 347-205-9089, 347-205-9089. Press 1 as we come in through these last round the curve, these last 26 minutes. If you got questions, it doesn't matter where it's at, you want some clarity, please press 1. I do have my 404 coming up next, but I have one more question uh, that came from, well, I got two questions that came in early today and they were surrounding the what's the difference dr nardi in breaking down uh let me read it exactly just to make sure i just to make sure i got it um here we go what's the difference between the process of your body breaking down pineapple juice or i'm sorry What's the difference between the process of your body breaking down pineapple versus a regular apple? <laughs> oh, uh, first of all, you have to go to the lab and deconstruct pineapple and deconstruct apple. And uh, there are two different fruits, two totally different fruits. And... Um, Apples require too many enzymes, and pineapple require a, a smaller amount of enzymes. And now we have pineapple. Ripe? Is it ripe pineapple, 
or green pineapple or not so ripe pineapple because when you you know there are three different kinds of pineapples i would never recommend pineapple that is that is not too ripe i would recommend soft ripe pineapple and if this is the kind of pineapple that you are talking about then i would recommend i will i would suggest that well that's the right kind soft ripe yellow pineapple this requires you to consume a lot of, I mean, it's, it's going to produce a lot of fructose. And the chemical formula of fructose and glucose are identical. So this will be absorbed quickly by, uh, by our systems. That is for pineapple. Why? Again, because the fructose in pineapple is identical to our glucose that we use. There will not be um, a chemical process called hydrolysis where this again will have to be broken down so that it's reduced to glucose. But as far as apple is concerned, when you deconstruct apple, after corn, apple is the next fruit that I would not recommend that anyone eats. I would not recommend it. You are free to go and buy your apples and all that, but I will not recommend that people eat apples at all because um, it has caused numbness and it continues to cause numbness because it has formic acid. Formic acid rips um, the myelin of the nerves. Myelin is the nerve cover. Myelin is the nerve cover. And once it once it rips it off, the cell is not able to transmit signals. This is what causes numbness. Many people are paralyzed because they don't have they've lost their feelings in their hands, in their legs, in their toes, and so on and so forth. So let us know the foods and the foods that are formic acid so that you stay away from them. Apple has malic acid, it gives you energy. But valeric acid causes a crash. You see, you have this rise and fall, rise and fall in apple. Initially, you have a burst of energy because of malic acid. Valeric acid will take over and it will make you very tired. Oh, always, I'm very tired. Uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, I'm always very tired. Fine. What fruits do you eat? Oh, I eat apples. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I already understand what is happening. <laughs> You see, oh, what kind of juice do you drink? Oh, I drink apple juice. Oh, thank you very much. I know the root cause of the problem. If you want to stop your your habits of drinking certain fruits, certain juices, or eating certain fruits, then I'm prepared to work with you and bring your energy back. So the body spends too much time processing apple compared to the processing of pineapple. So because a very short time is needed to process pineapple, I would recommend, I would recommend pineapple at any time. Thank you. But 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 apple juice is everywhere, Doctor Nardi. It's everywhere. It's in it's in it's in I can they they mix it with everything. They mix my apple juice I mean, I got my, uh, apple juice oh. and my orange and my orange juice. I, I can't find regular pineapple juice because they got, you know, 
how about if I just mix my pineapple juice and take my pineapple juice with my orange and my apple juice? How about that? Well, uh, orange juice, orange juice should not be in the mix. Orange juice should not be in the mix. Uh, you know, apple juice with all these health disruptors, you are adding uh, orange juice. You know, you 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 could try, but optimal health will elude you for some time. You know, you 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 you, you can try it, but optimal health will. Elude. You see, I I keep telling you, I'm not a people pleaser. You know, you know, uh, we, we call each other and we joke and all that, but when it comes to science and when it comes to facts, you know, I don't know you. You know. <laughs> Okay, Dr. Nardi. Hey, he's not a people pleaser. That's right. He 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 keeps it real because lives are on the line. A lady asked me today. She was like, "What do you do?" I said, "I save people's lives." Some people some people say, "Well, you just too mean or you too upfront." I I was even told earlier this weekend. They said, "Well, you have to watch how you communicate with people." I said, "Why? <laughs> Why?" Why do I have to watch how I'm communicating with people? I'm trying to save somebody's life. Do you tell the lifeguard that when the lifeguard is screaming <laughs> at you to get out of the water because the shark is coming? Do you tell him, oh, watch how you talk to me? So, and and for me, I'm going to put that on brain essentials, low brain essentials, where you somebody trying to save your life and you telling them how they're talking to you. I think that's, <laughs> to me, I don't, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a licensed symptometrist. But and in my opinion, that I, and I can, I can give my opinion because this is my radio show. That's low brain essentials. Now, Doctor Nardi may have another. Uh, he may have some other facts, but for me, I say it's low brain essentials. Now, if you if you, if you want to address that, Doctor Nardi, before I go to the next question, then you can. But I'm just saying, so, sounds like sounds like low brain essentials. Well. Um, um, to me, these are people who uh, are taking a longer term, a longer time to learn very simple facts. I will put it that way. Ooh. Okay, 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 okay. I can see that. I definitely can see that. Definitely. Uh, the next question has something surrounding the teeth. Is there a particulate for babies that are teething? For babies, their teeth aren't coming in straight. Do you have a particulate for uh, for that? Yes, I have it, and that's what I did for my that's what I did for my granddaughter. And when you see her teeth, her teeth are shaped so beautifully, and uh, uh, you know, well rounded. Some not sticking in front of the others, some not behind the others. No, no, no. Everything just came out close. Because there are particulates that soften the gums. There are particulates that soften the gums so that when, uh, uh, when, when, when the teeth are piercing the gum, when they are coming out, uh, uh, it's not too painful, and the child doesn't have diarrhea, and the child doesn't have temper tantrum all day, you know. So, uh, yes, we have these particulates, and I've used them, and I continue to use them on on the children for for whom I provided pregnancy management. Yes. Mm, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank uh, you. I want to get to my caller. They've been waiting so patiently. I want everybody to put their hands on, put their hands together, and to the time of the stars for the caller from the four zero four seven one three. Thank you for calling in tonight. Just keep on coming. 
Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, my name is Tiffany Watson. I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, hi, Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, how are you? How's everyone doing? Oh, fine, thank you. Um, I wanted to know more about no one, because you said no one has ever taught anyone about the healthy way about using cell phones, the good and bad things about using cell phones, and that just really piqued my interest because I've never been taught about how much I should use a cell phone, how much I shouldn't, and I would like to get more information on that subject. Oh well, um, you see, you can you can use you see once what what you have to understand is that there is nickel there is nickel in cell phone there there are other metals in cell phone but what you have to do is for the cell phone not to cause any tumor for the cell phone not to not to disturb your electromagnetic field your electromagnetic your electromagnetic field should be strong at all times so as I'm talking to you right now I'm using a cell phone but my Electromagnetic field is strong because I don't eat corn. I don't I don't stand in front of a microwave when it is working when it is operating. You have to know this. And uh, if you, there are certain areas, you don't have to be in an in an area where uh, uh, when where isotopes isotopes are being released. And when you go to the hospital, if they say they are going to inject a dye in you. Uh, if they are going to inject a dye in you and then ask them what that, that dye con contains. If it contains some radio isotopes, and it, um, tell them, no, you are not going for that test. You are not going for that test. You have to know all these details. That's why I keep saying if you don't know them, well, they will inject it in you, and by the time you realize, you have a weak electromagnetic field. And once you have a weak electromagnetic field, it's not only the cell phone that is going to cause more problems for you. Everything that you touch will be a problem. Everything that you touch will be a problem. And you'll be a moving target for bacteria and viruses. Because they, they use their magnetite to spot you and know that this person, that this woman going over there, yeah, yeah, she's, she has a weak, let, let's go and attack her. So you have to know that. Protect okay. your electromagnetic field all the time, and know what is in the cell uh, in the cell phone. Once you know what is in the cell phone, if I were you, I would not eat butter. Uh, I would not eat margarine. I would no not butter, eat margarine no at margarine. all. No butter, I, if no I were margarine. you, uh, exactly. If I were you, I would not eat it because the amount of nickel in margarine, the amount of nickel in margarine, and nickel also in um, uh, in the cell phone. I'm sorry, they are going to cause some turbulence in your electromagnetic field. So you can use the cellular phone in a reasonable way that this will not cause any adverse effect, uh, any adverse effect on your health. Okay. Thank you. Mm. And um, you said about the corn, not eating corn. I wrote that down also in my notes. Uh, so anything that has, like, corn syrup, just read in the back of all the packages to make sure it doesn't contain any corn-based product, correct? Yes, but, you see, you have some latitude. You have, you have, some, you have a, a certain amount of freedom if you produce an enzyme surplus for that day. For instance, if you are going to eat ketchup, and you know there is some corn syrup in many ketchups, all right, what do you do? So 
you build an enzyme surplus by eating pineapple in the morning, by eating sardine or something else, something that has that will require a smaller amount of enzymes. Then, when you eat something that has high fructose corn syrup, you'll be able to have enough enzymes to liquefy this high fructose corn syrup. This is how it is done. Okay. I took an allergy test last year, and um, high fructose corn syrup came back on my allergy test as something I am to stay away from. Exactly. Fine. This means that, (laughs) well, um, you can stay away from that fine, but if you build an enzyme surplus, you'll be able to you'll be able to override that because this is our planet. This is our home. We have nowhere else to go. So if you don't know how to neutralize, how to override certain health disruptors, then you'll be a loser. Okay. Uh, Tiffany, stay on the line. I want you to thank you, Tiffany. Stay on the line. Thank you. Another question, and uh, uh, it may it may shake you up to ask one more. Doctor Nardi, the big corporate right now, and this is going to lead to my other one. What about if it's organic corn? It hasn't been sprayed. Everybody thinks if the word organic is on it then it is healthy. It is it's scientifically proven. Can you speak on organic foods and what the word really means? And, and and talk about that organic farmer like you did on one show. What if his children got to go to college? Talk about the organic. I don't want to call it the organic hustle. I will call it the organic shuffle, though. I will say that. Can you please give some insight on well, what if it's corn, but it's organic corn, though, Dr. Nardi, or it's organic kale, or it's organic tomatoes. Well, well, um, I, I, I don't go, I don't go by these definitions. I go to the laboratory and I, and I compare. Hello, somebody's talking to me over there. It's okay. Go ahead. All right, I compare and contrast what the machine tells me about organic corn and non-organic corn. The chemical compositions are identical, if not the same. (laughs) The chemical compositions are identical, if not the same. What What the difference is, I will have a number of organophosphorus compounds. These are insecticides and pesticides on the non-organic corn, but there is none of these organophosphorus compounds on the organic corn. That is the only and basic difference. That's it. I don't use common sense to do things. I go to the lab, see what the data are, I compare and contrast, and then I draw my conclusion. It's as simple as that. This idea of organic and non-organic, well, people who eat organic foods are are sick, if not sicker, than people who eat non-organic foods. So know the health disruptors in both, so that if you eat organic foods, you'll be healthier. You will be healthier than a person who eats chaotically. 
That's the difference. And some of these people, it, it, is, it is sad that when I had, I had a nice conversation with some of these organic farmers, and then, you know, first of all, they grow their crops on a very small scale. They grow their crops on a very, very small scale. They don't grow their crops on a very large scale. Okay. And if they run short, some of them even use non-organic produce and mix them with, the, with their organic produce just to make money and put food on their table and pay their children's school fees. So if you are going to buy produce now, if I go to some of these stores over there, uh, this farmer's market, fine. Farmer's market, you assume that everything is organic, but you don't know the source of all the, all the, all the tomatoes that you see there. You don't know the source. That's what I wanted to add. Mm. Okay, here's the other one. Somebody was on my on, on on my page, and they said the GMOs. You know the GMOs. That's the enemy. Monsanto and the GMOs is 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 the enemy. And what is him? What is symptometry doing about the GMOs and symptometry? No, no, I'm no, sorry. no, no. You see, Monsanto and Monsanto. I'm sorry. What is well, symptometry doing about? to bring attention to GMOs and Monsanto because Monsanto is the devil. They own all the seeds and they and all the foods are being genetically modified and you can't eat genetically modified food because that's the devil. Well, you see, I don't have a friend who works for Monsanto. I don't have a relative who works for Monsanto. I don't know anyone in Monsanto. But one thing I know is I worked when I was uh, an international translator for an international organization. I, I accompanied breeders. I accompanied breeders to the field because I had to translate from French into English and what the researchers were saying so that the other counterparts who were coming from other parts of the world who spoke French could also uh, understand what was happening. These were rice breeders. They had to cross the genes from different varieties in order to make the rice more resistant to pests. They had to make the variety more resistant to pests because rice is the staple food of Liberia. Millet is the staple food of Burkina Faso. And locust, locust keep destroying these fields and causing famine. You remember Ethiopia in the 1990s, early 1990s, when there was famine. What caused this famine? Locust. Locust caused this famine. And then later on, rain made, made the situation worse. What can you do? To save the population. What can you do? You have to make these plants, these crops, more resistant. Now, here is the difference. You need more enzymes to digest these genetically modified foods. You will need more enzymes. You will need about 5,000 more or 6,000 more or 4,000 more. What is symptometry doing about the GMOs? First of all, you cannot win. You will lose. 
They have all the government contracts from country to country. There are 190 countries in the world. They are already well established in over 130 countries. So what can you do? If you want to buy seeds right now, most of the, most of the seed sellers and the grain sellers got them from Monsanto. So they have scientists working to make these crops more insect-resistant, rodent-resistant, pest-resistant, so that there should not be any famine. When was the last time that you heard that a government was overthrown because people were, people were hungry in the country? A government has not been overthrown because of famine in the past 20 to 30 years. Because the food shortage situation is now being solved. And the best way you do this is by producing drug and uh, by, by producing insect resistant crops. What is symptometry doing? Symptometry is doing something about it. Since we cannot fight Monsanto, we are advising people to produce an enzyme surplus every day. We are asking people to eat scientifically so that you, whenever you eat something that is genetically modified, canola is genetically modified. But because you produce an enzyme surplus, when you cook with canola, you have no effect whatsoever. People who have stroke, people who have stroke, are people who don't cook with canola oil. All of them all over the world. Therefore, you can have genetically modified food, but learn to produce an enzyme surplus. This is symptomatic solution to the world's food crisis and genetically modified foods. Thank you very much. Um. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. And the hits just keep on coming. We got the rocket launchers over here, Dr. Abbott. You know how we do. Each and every every other Tuesday night, we're taking them down. We pick it, we throwing the myths up, and we shooting them down. We got one minute left before you need to call in on the show. We got about three hands in the air, so we want you to be able to hear the last calls. If you're in the chat room, please call in three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine two zero five. I'm three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. I'm trying to get my last little. Uh, trying to get my last little messages up here on Facebook so people can call in. Let's hope they make it. Uh, I do have another caller on the line calling in from the 313. I saw a 404 who had pressed 1. Uh, you took your hand down. If you do want to come on the air, please press 1. Again, caller from the 313-229. Your microphone is wide open. It's awesome, baby. Hello, this can I get- is segment. This is Segment calling. Hi, how are you tonight? I'm good. Um, I had listened to the previous caller, which um, addressed part of what I was going to say as far as um, building the enzyme surplus to override if you've been diagnosed with certain allergies. Um, Does that include things like um, if someone was diagnosed with a gluten intolerance? 
like having mm-hmm. problems with certain grains. Mm-hmm. How long yeah. does that normally take, or does it just depend on the body as it's healing itself? I'm, I'm treating many people who suffer from celiac disease, and it, 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 it has the, the, the minimum it has taken me is five months because I have to retrain I have to retrain um, the cells. I have to retrain the cells uh, in the saliva in the salivary glands to produce the right kind of amylase again. Um, this is also part of the protein food. Don't the pancreas also has to produce the protein splitting enzymes so that amylase also works hand in hand with trypsin in from the trypsin from the pancreas. So it takes time, but it's very mm-hmm. slow. It takes time, but it's very slow. Then once in a while, you introduce a food that has gluten. Once in a while, a very small amount. Just like you learn, you train your child how to ride a, a tricycle. You know, you don't go around. The, you don't. You don't. You don't let your child go uh, travel the whole block in the in the, in the in the first try. No, you just take him. You just you just ride in front of you. Just a few yards. After a few years, a few more years, a few more years, a few more years. That's how that's how I do it. So I retrain I retrain the cells to learn to digest gluten, and I will try and see if there's stomach pain after 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 eating that food. If there's no if there's no stomach pain, uh, sometimes the stomach pain may not occur immediately. It may occur maybe in the middle of the night. Okay, I say, all right, whenever this stomach pain occurs in the middle of the night, take this particulate in the middle of the night. Then the pain is gone. And this is what then I tell her, I tell her, because well, the person is just a woman, I told, I told her to, to keep this and to never leave home without it. So whenever she has stomach pain, that's what she uses. So the stomach pain is the sign that the enzyme needs a few additional polymers, and she will get these polymers from the particulates that she will place under her mouth. So gradually, 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 she'll be able to, but she will not be able to eat a bowl of rice right away. No, but just a small amount, a few things, a few spoonfuls, a few spoonfuls, and so on and so forth. That is how I take people who have celiac disease, you know. And then there are people who have other food sensitivities, you know, people who cannot digest fish, people who, even when you are cooking, when you are cooking uh, spinach or uh, collard green or turnip green, whenever you are cooking something green, they have this asthmatic attack something something is wrong with them you know they are so sensitive to certain foods you know i work with all these people and it's not their fault it's their parents when they were pregnant with them you know uh, you know they, they uh, during the gestational period you know they would they, they did not eat certain foods and this deprived the child of uh, the, the ability to, to to learn to produce these enzymes so it's something that we have to correct we don't have to blame our parents but we are let us correct it if we can Right. Well, thank you so much. I do appreciate everything that you've done. And um, I've been listening to the last few shows. I actually had my consultation and just ordered the books recently. And just the minor changes I've made already, I've seen a world of difference. So thank you. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, too, for calling. Thank you. Yay. Thank you, segment. I really appreciate you calling in tonight. All right, all right, all right. We thank everybody who's on the line. If you do have any more questions, 
while you're on. It doesn't matter. Small. There are no dumb questions. Whatever it is that you've been thinking about, you need to get a refresher or anything like that, please just press 1. We're in the after party. We're not going to stay long, though, and we just want to be able to open the mic up tonight to see if anybody has any other uh, comments, questions, or concerns um, about anything we've been talking about is enzyme surplus. We talked about the difference between apples and pineapples. We talked about uh, the proteins. We talked about um, darkness and sunlight, you know, and the birth of enzymes. So, oh, somebody also asked, does my healthy or unhealthy eating affect my partner? <laughs> well, your your healthy your healthy eating. Well, you see, it depends. It depends on uh, it depends on your partner because, believe me, not uh, not all partners are on the same page. You know, you have you have the sometimes you have the wife who wants to continue with her chaotic eating, or you have the husband who wants to continue to eat uh, to continue the chaotic eating. You know. So it's very rare, it's very, very rare to have husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend on the same page. It's very, very rare. So if you have, if you, if you, if you happen to be one of the lucky ones, well, give yourself a pat on the back. But if not, um, it's going to be very hard. So what I recommend, what I recommend when people come to me for, 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 for nurturing and counseling, I always tell them, to live by example, I, was, I never, never told my children to uh, to eat certain foods. No, no, I never told them. I, 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 some of them, I warned them. Okay, but if they have a problem, if they have an issue, but after eating ice cream, they will learn from eating ice cream. If they have a problem with uh, after after eating chocolate, they will learn after eating chocolate. So your own stomach, your own cells will tell you, your own cells will punish you. I will not punish you because if you have a headache, I'm not coming to share your headache with you. You will be the only one who, who whose, head, whose head will be pounding. I will, my head will not be pounding. It's your head that will be pounding. So allow your partner to see the merits of what you are doing through scientific eating. And, you know, sometimes in your absence, you because you he or she will begin to taste some of your food, and then if it tastes good, and then it does not have a reaction after that. This is how you bring them from their paradigm to your paradigm. This is how it is done. Don't force anyone. <laughs> Only work with the willing, right, Doctor Nardi? That's correct. Mm hmm. That was a that was a big that was a big one for me because, like you said, we don't want to be the we don't want to be the food police. That's correct. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh, some. This one is interesting. What about? Oh, I think some, I, I, I think you are, I think you are too far from your mic. I cannot hear everything. What about thumb sucking? Oh, <laughs> thumb sucking. <laughs> well, that that is very interesting. Thumb sucking. Oh, um, oftentimes, thumb sucking starts. Thumb sucking starts in the womb. Um, most of the studies that were done, thumb sucking started in the womb. You know, and uh, 
One thing I don't like about thumb sucking is that it makes the person to develop crooked teeth, you know. So um, if um, if we have uh, – I have the particulates for that. I have the particulates for, to, to, to help the person to, to discontinue the habit. But uh, I have not yet had uh, uh, somebody bring it to my attention yet. Wow, but you are ready. You have done the research, like you said. There's enough projects and some time for you to last another 10,000 years. That's correct. All right. They also have, uh, they asked a question about the iron and uh, low levels of iron. Say the one sister said her son had a physical and said his iron level was at 12 and was supposed to be at 14. And he tears paper. He doesn't eat the paper, but he tears up paper. Every time he gets by a magazine or something, he just she says he like the he liked the sound of uh the of the paper tearing. And then another sister was talking about the anemic issues and uh people are always the doctors are always referring her to taking iron pills, but she wanted to uh, an alternative issue besides the pills. But now this person is also a heavy ice eater too. You see, um um that this 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 is a problem because um um, um, you cannot let let the let the person come to symptomatically because sometimes you eat foods that have iron. You can eat your turnip grain and all that. The foods that have iron, but if you don't produce the PCM, the PCM is a protein carrier molecule that modifies iron so that it can get into the cells. If the child is not producing PCMs, that child will have to come to symptometry so that we give him or her the, the particulate that will help him to produce the PCM to modify the structure of iron so that it gets into the cells. That's what we will do in order to correct the iron imbalance. I treat, I treat pregnant women whose iron level is very, very low, and then advise, I advise them to take certain particulates and then to stay away from certain foods, um, I would not recommend that a person who uh, who has uh, um, low iron eat chard. You know, Swiss chard or the chard family. They should not. They should not eat chard because uh, they, 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 these are iron inhibitors. You know, so there are certain foods that are iron inhibitors. Uh, sweet potato. Sweet potato uh, is, to some reasonable extent, an iron inhibitor. So stay away from sweet potato also. So there are certain foods that you eat. Um, chocolate, chocolate, uh, cocoa, uh, like Ovaltine, Milo, uh, M&M, all these are iron inhibitors. Please stay away from them because if you continue to do that, the anemia, it will be difficult to reverse the anemia. Mm. So one of the things that I think a lot of people are missing is discipline plays a very, 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 uh, or the level of stick to plays a high degree in a person's recovery and, low, and road to optimal wellness. Would you agree? That's correct. That's correct. And uh, discipline, discipline goes hand, hand in hand with scientific knowledge. You see, I just mentioned these foods that people have been taking for granted. Because, oh, I mean, when you go, when you go for, 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 for dinner, then they give you certain, certain foods as, a, as dessert. Well, to me, these are not desserts. These, these, are, these are counterproductive items. You know, I don't eat them. 
you know, I eat, I eat what I, I eat my main meal, and I drink my water. I'm fine. I don't need anything to come and uh, block the iron from getting into my cells. So you have to know this, you know. So uh, if you you have to be disciplined, yes, because you stick to your gun, you know. That is discipline. You know, and then science, scientific eating is you know what this will do to yourself. So the combination of the two will really put you in a better in a better place. But Dr. Nardi, what if you got the wrong science and you stick it to your guns? What if you are I'm a master herbalist and I'm going over here to X Y Z and um, I'm sticking to my guns? Yeah, but that you remember I, I told I told you about I told you about that person who eats a, a, a black corn, a yellow corn, and all that. I told you that told you that you have to get results. If you are not getting results. This is an indication that the science you are pursuing, the science you are married to, is the wrong science. With the right science, you always get good results. Exactly. I got you. I got you. I'm totally clear on that. Dr. Abbott, how you doing over there? What are you? Uh, what are your thoughts on tonight's show thus far? I think it's an outstanding show, and it's great questions that have been asked and presented here. I think it's really good. I really um just it's just good to, to see that, that the audience is engaged and willing to learn because symptometry is offering original information and answers to their questions. If when you just really think about developing an enzyme surplus and how, you know, you look into these magazines and everyone wants to protest against these companies, all we have to do is really learn how to develop an enzyme surplus but then make the best out of the situation of, of the food choices that, that we make by going to the farmer's market or organic farmers but eating scientifically. I think it's outstanding. I appreciate it. That's right. Instead of protest and get your education up. But I think people are, as Steve Copley yes. said, they're not protesting, they're ho-testing. They're just out there. Somebody <laughs> pays to go out there and stand on the corner. And you stand on the corner, you're looking like, you know, maybe the lady of the night or lady of the day or whatever. But if you knew to increase your amount of enzymes and knew the basic functions of the universe and the laws of the planet that we stay on, and that, like Dr. Nardi said, we're not going anywhere. And you learn that that's your defense. Cook your food in canola oil and increase your enzyme surplus and stop letting your cultural diet determine, you know, your lifespan. And especially being so paranoid. Paranoia is definitely the opposite of nurturing the cells. If, if, if nurturing and hugging is uh, for the cells, then I know that uh, fear and debilitating fear and paranoia play a large part in tearing down the cells. Dr. Nardi, Dr. Nardi how do you, what, uh, what part does paranoia uh, um, take in the cultivation of diseases or, or, or issues of parasites in the body? Yeah, but first of all, paranoia, paranoia occurs Paranoia occurs because two two parts of the human body are underperforming. The brain is not producing the right brain essential for connections and for regulation and for and thought regulation. And then the adrenal the adrenal cortex, you know, is not producing enough cortisol. 
You see, so you need you you need you need these two areas. So if your if if your if your organs if your organs are underperforming, well, your your, your thought patterns your thought patterns will be the, your thought patterns will be twisted, and then every small thing will be blown out of proportion. You'll be paranoid because certain things are not going your way. In this world, things don't go your way all the time. You have to understand, and you have to you, you, you have to you have to go over the stumbling block, or you have to circumvent the stumbling block, or you have to neutralize the stumbling block. Be creative. It's only people who are who are not creative who are paranoid. If you are creative, you find a solution. Life is about problem solving and creating opportunity. Life is about problem solving and creating opportunity. If you cannot do this, you don't know how to live on this planet. He sure is not a people pleaser. I'm a vote right now. He is not this week. He is not the winner of this week's people pleaser at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, some people are going to listen to that right there. Some people who are, the, the people who are still on the line listening, I can tell that they want it raw. And uh, that's exactly what we do over here. We give it to you straight, riggedy, raw. We give you the science. And then we and then we encourage you to go study. We encourage you to go research. Dr. Nardi's been in the game 20-plus years, 30-plus years. He's been living with certain conditions ever since he was a child. And he put it on himself. I remember this first show he was on, he issued a challenge to all scientists on planet Earth and said, I challenge you to take your research and use it on your own family as guinea pigs. Use it on your own family as guinea pigs. How many of these pharmacists out here would take some of the medicine that they have in the pharmacy and use it on their own children? None of them. None of them. The doctors would be like, I'm not taking that crap. That's not for me. I don't. I don't. I don't take that. I prescribe it to somebody else. So that's that's that's. I, I I think we may do a show just on GMOs, you know, and just, just once again dispel the myth because so many people are always. Uh, that's a big word right now, Doctor Abbott. I mean, I'm sorry, Doctor Nardi, that the GMOs are creating contaminated food. Is there any truth to that at all? Well, you see, as I said, I, you see, I have, I have, I have been to different countries in West Africa, and I have seen farming, and I have worked with researchers, and I, by that, by then, I was not a researcher; I was a translator, and I saw things, and I saw the the effort that they were making to solve the problem. What are they doing here? What are they doing if they cannot solve the problem? They are growing foods organically. How many how many acres of organic food can they grow for the for, for cancer for the state of cancer? How many how many how many acres of organic tomato can they grow? How many acres of organic okra can they grow? How many? And then and then and then you'll be surprised on how how fungus how fungus will come and destroy most most of most of these crops. Have fungus. Fungus will come and destroy most of these crops. I went and bought organic mango. Organic mango. Eleven dollars 
<laughs> thank, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, uh, I, I, I appreciate um, uh, your recognition of my 62nd birthday. Uh, even though uh, I'm not up there in age, I'm still um, uh, doing my best to to remain very um, strong, very healthy, and very visionary for the whole world. Thank you. And you you said you just turned 52 or 62? 62, 62. Ah oh, man, you just so so you still so you still getting ready for your uh, 100 meter dash when you turn 100 years old? Is that correct? That's correct. I I, I am getting up for that. <laughs> so you know, that's right. I'm be there with the stop clock. <laughs> 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 Some yeah. people may not understand. But give them a quick refresher, Dr. Nardi, what we were referring to about one of your goals of symptometry uh, and um, the 100 meter dash with uh, centillions. Cent- yes. Yeah. No. Uh, this, this this is what I want. In order to in order to prove that you have to be healthy on all the seven fronts, we wait until all those who are 100 years old will come to the starting line. And then we will run 100 meters, and then see who reach the finish line and at what time. So we are gearing up for that. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, oh, oh! I gotta get this on record too. We talk about it. What about this? Um, what about this poll? This this po- the survey they did of 10,000 people who were over 100 years old, and uh, only four of them were doctors. But none of them were vegetarians. Yeah, but you see, no vegetarians. I mean, how, how can you have a long life when you always when you always poisoning yourself with uh, with with ammonia and sulfur and all that? Uh, I mean, so, so strong nitrogen from all these leaves. Uh, how, how can how can you how can you do that? You you shut down your mechanisms, you know. So vegetarians, no. I it's good it's good to eat scientifically. Just don't be a vegetarian just because. What, what is in vegetarianism? You know, I'm treating many vegetarians who are very sick, and I'm treating meat eaters who are sick. So it's not a question of eating meat or eating uh, fruits and vegetables. You just eat scientifically. That's it. Doctor Nardi, did you want to discuss the vegetarian capital of the world and their number one disease? <laughs> Well, um, it, 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 it is it, it is sad it is sad that uh, uh, India India is leading the whole world in in kidney disease and renal failure and all that and these are natural born vegetarians these are natural born vegetarians and uh, I know many people who travel from different parts of the world to go to India for kidney transplant especially if they cannot get one in their own country. You see, why is it that one place like this that has been that 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 is a that is a hot hotbed of vegetarianism, uh, I mean, suffer kidney disease like that? Well, they need scientific living. They need scientific eating and scientific living so that they know that the kinds of the, the kinds of spices they are putting in them. They, they know the kinds of beans they are eating and what they, the uh, what the electrons are doing uh, to to their kidneys. So uh, this is what that would be the contribution of. Symptometry uh, to this lifestyle. Yes, it is my job. It's awesome, baby. 
Woo, it's been a big one. I just I was over here as you were talking. I was uh, pulling up your astrological chart uh, tonight. You may be on uh, planet Jupiter on, on the sun tonight. So look for uh, definitely look for some uh, strong insight coming from some uh, a leadership or energy being projected from the heart. I don't know if you've been working on any uh, any projects surrounding the chest or surrounding the heart lately, but uh, you definitely going to be feeling inspired in a couple of hours when you go into your rest period. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Just, just, just looking at his moon transit, he's going to have a moon return. He's very popular right now. Everybody wants their hands on him, so I can't wait till he get down here to Atlanta. So please be on the lookout. I definitely want to encourage also anybody interested in Thornic forming a book club, please go to Symptometry Books and scroll down the screen and leave your name, email address, and what city and state you're in, and just put book club interest. Now forward your name to headquarters. And we will um, do what we can to coordinate with headquarters to make sure everything runs smoothly. Uh, if you need to get a consultation from Dr. Abbott, please call 336-456-9183. 336-456-9183. And if you need to get in contact with headquarters, the number is 708-691-4977. 708-691-4977. And Dr. Abbott, do you have a number for the American School of Symptometry if anyone is interested in scholarship information or enrollment requirements? Uh, yes, and we're also uh, offering a six-month month program for anyone who's interested in learning about symptometry and trying to, you know, and hasn't decided whether or not they like to take the, the full dip into the uh, pool of symptometry, but uh, we can. I can be reached at 708-620-4362, and that's the American School of Symptometry. Thanks. All right. I definitely appreciate everyone who came on the line tonight, and we thank you so much. We will be seeing you all in two weeks. Next week, we do also have um, uh, the Queen. She's going to be probably coming in talking about wrapping up her epic weekend in New York this weekend with Phil Valentine at the Harlem Black National Theater. And also, Kair will be in Brooklyn. I'm going to be at Nicholas Bookstore. Please visit www.relaxationisthekey.com. Relaxationisthekey.com for, for ticket information and to receive a discount for getting an advanced ticket. And it also guarantees you a seat on the front row. Please be in attendance. I'm going to be revealing some things to the public that I have um, all, and basically kept them to myself for a long time. And I want to share them in a very unique way where we're bringing them down from high level, bringing them down to eye level, where even a child can understand and apply it. So thank you, Dr. Abbott, and thank you, Dr. Nardi, and I'm going to talk to you all next week. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you, too. Okay. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Good night. Good night, everybody. Yes, okay.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.